I am responding to this existing material that has its own history and narrative. This is a podcast about visual art at Auburn University. My name is Chris Molinsky, Director of Education at the Jewel Collins Smith Museum of Fine Art. Today, we talk with the artist Sam Moyer about her exhibition at the Jewel, Memory Mine. This is Sam Moyer's first solo exhibition at a museum, and it's a new work created specifically for Alabama. In today's episode, Sam will be in conversation with Laura Sitterly. Laura is a recent Auburn graduate, class of 23, who's now pursuing graduate work in journalism at Columbia University. My name is Laura Severely. I'm excited to work with the museum on a series of episodes that explore how contemporary artists interact with the natural world. For this episode, I spoke with Sam Moyer about her installation, Memory Mine, and how her work explores the boundaries of the relationship between both maker and material. There's two very different aspects of this show that um, have to do with different scales. So one is a collection of paintings that are created with pre-cut slabs of stone from Alabama that um, basically they were already mined and they're cut into three quarter inch, which is a standard like industrial size that's created. And then those were shipped to me in New York and I made paintings out of them. And in my studio, I try to keep things within a realm where I can move them myself or one other person can help me move them. So no piece of stone that I work with in my studio ever weighs more than, I'd say, 200 pounds. However, it was 5,000 pounds of stone when it came into my studio, but we break it down into sizes that we can physically move ourselves. But then there's a main part of the installation that will be large boulders of marble that um, we cut in half, sort of like you would cut a geode in half. So we don't even know what the actual patterning or marbling is inside these rocks until we cut them open, because it's it's through a very like sort of refined finishing process that you actually even see what we consider like marble, you know, the, the actual aesthetic of marble. Because um, before that, it just looks like a rock from the earth. And those pieces are being cut and moved around the same way marble has been cut and moved around for a very long time with large machinery and there won't be like human hands physically moving it that much. So I'm dependent on a lot of already established industrial systems for how to make my work um, that are interesting because they have always sort of cross-pollinated between construction and mining and art making. And, you know, a lot of my work currently in my regular practice is using found stone leftovers that, you know, uh, contractors or architects or designers, it's, they take a big slab stone and then they cut out what they need. And then there's always the remainder, there's the off cut. And those are often just left to just be basically thrown away or ground up and returned to the earth. And I take those off cuts and I make paintings out of them. So with this show, it's actually interesting because I am purposefully seeking fresh stone to make all this work. And it was very interesting to me when I was invited to this show that there was this marble vein running through Alabama. I didn't know about that at all. And um, it's really beautiful, stunning stone. And it was really interesting to go down there and sort of get to know 
the community around the stone. And uh, now we've worked with two different shops to try to get these uh, boulders cut. And I'm sure more, <laughs> more of the community will reveal itself as we try to get this project established. The installation that Sam's describing consists of four different works, and they all incorporate marble from Sylacauga, Alabama. Sylacauga is known as the Marble City. The Alabama legislature declared marble the state rock of Alabama in 1969 because of Sylacauga and its deep history. Historian Ruth Beaumont Cook has a wonderful book called Magic in Stone, the Sylacauga Marble Story, which is an amazing resource on the history of Sylacauga marble. Sam Moyer uses stone in many different ways. Some of her objects read as sculptures. Other objects read as paintings hanging flat on the wall. Many of her paintings use a flat slab of stone aligned with painted areas, coming together like a quilt or a collage. There are three of these paintings in the exhibition, and they're each called Memory Mine. Memory Mine 1, 2, and 3. And then there's a room-size installation using large chunks of Silicaga marble. These chunks weigh thousands of pounds, and they're designed in the room as a spatial installation that's site-specific not only for the museum, but for Alabama. Six of the stones are arranged as pairs, with video projected onto the cut surface. The video is flickering light and shadow, as if you're looking out a window or across a porch on a sunny day. Two of the largest stones are cut in half, split open and arranged in the center. Those two stones are meant to be used as seats, as physical and tactile areas where anyone can sit and watch the video being played on the other stones around the space. I really want to hear about using this boulder and splitting it open and not knowing necessarily what the veining is like on the inside. What do you hope to accomplish in that installation? It's going to be massive. People can sit and view it. And what inspired that for you? Did you want people to be sitting with something natural and just feeling the stone and having a moment of stillness? Or how did that come about as an idea? Well, I was thinking about that. Sometimes these installations that I create, you know, I can't plan for this before I get there. I won't know what the marble looks like. I don't even really understand the scale of these stones. I've never seen them in person. So I won't have a response or plan of action. I mean, I'm pretending to, I'm creating a floor plan and thinking about my installation, but in a large way, it's going to be performative. It's going to be a moment where I show up at the same time as the stone and I have to respond on the spot and figure out how to create an environment with these. And it doesn't even matter what these boulders look like inside because they're representing themselves. They're not a representation or reflection of me. They are doing their job of representing themselves. And so whatever that marbling is or pattern is, no matter how beautiful or gnarly it might be, it is what it is, you know? As far as the installation, yeah, I'm, I'm going to create pieces that are benches you can sit on. I've always really liked this idea of 
being able to sit and engage and touch a material that's also being represented as an artwork because there's this boundary around art where we're, we don't touch it, we don't engage with it. And But when it's made with a material that is so flexible and so inside our daily lives, I think it's uh, sort of a next level engagement with the work if you can use it functionally how you would usually use it in life, but then also be viewing it in this other way. And it, yeah, it just creates more of like a brain to body connection. When you're making, when you're making art that's like decision-based, what you're doing is you're responding to something, right? So a puzzle is presented, these works present themselves in shapes, and then it's me bringing my intuition and my history and my baggage to the table, and then we meet in the middle, right? So that's what's exciting for me in this practice is it's not all me. It's not just from inside my brain onto a canvas. I am responding to this existing material that has its own history and narrative. One of the themes running through the installation is a question about landscape or representations of nature. How do we make objects that transform our understanding of places, of landscapes, of what nature is or could be? In Sam's work, there's a tension between the industrial and the natural edges of the material, or a tension between what is industrial and what is wild. Welcoming in such natural materials to your work when you could be using so many other um, materials in your artwork. Does it speak to you personally when it comes to mm, the way that you want to produce work as an artist and, and showcase yourself as a person, like the intentionality to welcome in nature to your work and, and have that communion with the natural world? Yeah, it does. And, um, but that's just like personal stuff too. You know, like that's the thing about being an artist. It's like, uh, I like rocks. I like nature. Um, but also I've always really loved the ready-made and I love things that already exist. And working with stone is just sort of like a really ancient ready-made that I use, um, where I'm just not someone that has ever been that interested in, you know, pure fabrication from imagination to objecthood. Just a quick note here, the term ready-made, as it applies in an art context, largely means that the artist has gone out into the world, found an existing object, and brought it into the context of an art space, like a museum or gallery, and then is displaying that object as a work of art. You know, and, and um, I grew up all over the country and I've been very inspired by um, my childhood in California where there was this great clash and, and meeting between the man-made and the natural world. And that is something that I'm always exploring is this moment where like the concrete goes right up to the ocean or the rock, you know, collides with the, building or the tree is growing around the fence like these these you know california is just a landscape where like the man-made industrial spaces are just forced upon the land in such an aggressive way and nature is so intense and so um it pushes back really hard in california so that has always been touchstone of uh my work 
it's almost a different approach to rewilding and, and showing how things in their natural state are quite beautiful. Do you feel that's your... Yeah, I think that that's really accurate because all the things I'm working at are pretty post-industrial, right? Like they've already been mined, they've been sanded, they've been lacquered, they've been cut up. And I'm trying to return the gaze to, yeah, the natural beauty of it and the origin of it and give it this new highlighted existence where we remember sort of right the geological history of it or that it is a stone or from nature at all sometimes taking something so far out of its context helps reinstate its origin um whereas when it's just a countertop you're not thinking about it getting pulled out of a mountain in alabama right yeah yeah but when it's an artwork on a wall you're thinking about where did this material come from it's like you need it to be performing in some way you've never seen it perform before that makes you reconsider. Yeah. My thanks to Laura Sitterly and Sam Moyer for talking with us about Sam's installation, Memory Mine. All museum programs, including this podcast, are made possible by listeners like you. Visit the museum at jcsm.auburn.edu to show your support.